0: are you free let's see to be clear i like to begin with agreements so i've created my introduction this year to or this season to be very specific and a list of agreements that you the listener and viewer could consider as you listen to the free to be show not just during the introduction but during the course of the entire show So, let's begin with our agreements. Let's normalize that smiling is being present with your soul and accept that you have the power to replenish from within. Let's agree that you are the creator of your world. Own the energy of your words. Most importantly, replenish with your own smile. Welcome to the Free-to-Be Show. I'm your host, Cordelia Gaffar, the ultimate joymonger. My name literally means the heart of the ocean of forgiveness. Listen to this show as if you are excavating your life for places where you limit your own freedom. Are you free? Let's see. This month, the topic is soul forgiveness. Being willing to have a clear heart keeps me in integrity. And for your consideration, soul forgiveness is where we begin by saying, I forgive and free myself. I forgive and free others. Today, we'll dive into what that looks like. So, you may not know this about me, but I'm also a poet. And I recently wrote a poem which was published in I Win Magazine. And it's called In Judgment of Me, or In Your Judgment. And when you listen to it, you may think that I'm, you know, I've created this poem in connection to uh, a specific person, and that is true. But that specific person is me. And so what I will do now is I will read that um, poem for you. Good morning, Lori. Thank you for joining. Um, And again, just like in the intro, these are some things to consider. Listen to this poem as if it's you speaking to you. Because soul forgiveness is about the relationship that we establish and have with ourselves, first and foremost, because the part that I never got was that the way I am with me is the way I am with others. And you may notice this too. So I'm going to begin with in your judgment. In your judgment of me, you miss the beauty the beauty of the experience you are here for. You missed your own opportunity to to explore more, more of who you could be. In your judgment of me, you miss your opportunity, the opportunity to see the activation of your higher self, the person who is deep within who you've been hiding on that top shelf, the elevation that makes you free. In your judgment, it's really only always about you. The you, who you have hidden because of all you have been through. Those challenges created your choices and sometimes trauma. Rather than transcend, you prefer to gravitate towards more drama. The drama has become your comfort zone. The zone where no compassion, forgiveness, or trust lives. The choices that could give you peace. Peace, the frequency emanating from reason. You instead choose treason against your own soul. You desire great things, things which will never make you whole. Wholeness is a gift given to those who release, replenish, refresh, and then wait. They rebirth and anticipate the unfolding anew. In my holding, loving space, you had access to forgiveness through food, transport and communication, whether you choose to receive or deny yourself my offerings of unconditional love was up to you. Whether you still demonize and judge me says more about you. In fact, all of your experiences of me, my process or place we went to was all for your soul's elevation your personal transformation, and a possibility of another iteration. It is only always comes back to your shadows, internal battles, and continuous struggles you choose if only you would offer yourself freedom through self-love, self-forgiveness, and self-trust. For in your efforts for worldly goals, all of these and mental freedom is a must. In the end, I am a reflection of all of the judgments you hold in your deepest hearts about you. Allow your knowing to flow. Flow the creative juicy juice of your soul, emptying into the depths of your heart's deepest desire, the loosey loose of your heart's deepest desire, emptying into the depths of the ocean floor your tries to control. Control keeps us prisoners, banishes love, stops growth and joy. Be childlike, be wildlike, and explore all the world is your toy. Toys are created memories of play. When you relax into being loved, letting a perfect day be a perfect day. When you surrender to and embody what it is to be free, you can be your own lover freedom, joy, and so much more. When you welcome, replenish me. What you desire, you create. Creation begins with a shift in consciousness. Consciousness is the power of being aware of self, as known as I am. When you think of yourself, what do you believe I am is? So that is um, in your judgment. And as you were listening to that, are there some things that you may have judged yourself harshly for? Are there some places that you've taken yourself and then stopped? This is the first step. You know, I also did some research on what surfaces when you do a search on um, soul forgiveness. And there were a couple of things that I found that I didn't agree with, there's a couple of things that I found that I did agree with, Um, because I have a nutrition and wellness background, I um, resonated specifically with something that I found on the cancercenter.com, which I'll share after acknowledging some people who have come in. So for those who are watching this live, um, I am broadcasting on Wake Up With Giants TV. Hey, Giants, you're here. And I um, have I'm also a member of the Smalls and Giants tribe, and this was based on a book written by my dear friend. Can I say can I call you my dear friend? Just let me know if if that's not true, Nick, Um, Nick Smith. And so uh, for those watching, you'll see that I. showed my copy of the book. I actually had four copies, but I gave the other ones to my children's schools and some schools in my neighborhood. Um, and it's called The Giants and the Smalls. Get your copy on Amazon. little commercial break here. And I also would like to acknowledge Steve Hardison. Oh, uh, Lori Parks, thank you for being here and enjoying the poetry. Steve Hardison, Cordelia, you are a powerful light. You are the ultimate joy monger. I love you. Be blessed. And, um, Dave Orton, who said, beautiful, he enjoyed the poem and Nick is saying, good morning. So, um, just dropped by this to drop. Oh, just dropped my daughter off to school. Okay, great. So, um, back to soul forgiveness. I want to share that, um, Soul forgiveness, if you can tell by the poem that I wrote, is is a process that is ongoing because every day we have opportunities and choices to choose to forgive within or not. And let me explain the physical repercussions of this, of our choices. Literally, the things that we choose to the behaviors we choose, the thoughts we choose, they store themselves in our nervous system and in our fat cells and in our muscle cells. And eventually, you know, it's not about having negative or positive thoughts, again, moving away from judgment by not labeling. It's about the energetic qualities of the words that you choose. And so if on a daily basis, all day long, the, we're on average awake somewhere between sixteen to eighteen hours a day. We tell ourselves things. We take on energies of other people. We take on energies of interactions we have with other people. We take on the uh, emotional energy <clears throat> of interactions that we have online with people we never meet, right? there There are um, keyboard warriors sometimes and and then there's random, Uh, energy exchanges that we have when we go about our day. And in those moments, right, because we only have this present moment of now, we make choices. And just think, chemically, these choices are going into our nervous system. They, They are emanating and reverberating within our physical body. And nicking away at our health. And it's nicking away at the way we choose to think. So, you know, maybe you've recently uh, chosen to take better care of your body and you want to eat better, right? But you just had this, you know, really nasty interaction with someone. And now, you know what, I deserve, uh, you know, like a a whole chocolate cake to soothe my soul, right? And what would be a better choice is to soothe your soul with soothing, beautiful words of, I just learned a lot about myself and that interaction with that person. I didn't know that I could judge myself so harshly because I know that my word choices and my actions were a reflection of the way I behave with myself. If we choose to think that and we forgive just as soon as we... Um, we behave a certain way and understand that that goes right back to you it could save your life literally okay i'm taking you with me in my heart loving you be blessed thank you steve he's on his way to the airport i experienced this with myself in relation to certain people yes and i'm you know i'm sure there are other people that are listening now or listening you know will listen to this In the future and if you do listen to this and you want to have that conversation i'm here to hold space for you and we can we can discuss it deeper so now let me share with you just a little piece of this article from cancercenter.com right they have a community blog and this was published believe it or not february um, i'm I'm sorry december of 2020. research shows that people who forgive are more likely to have higher self-esteem lower blood pressure, fewer stress-related health issues, better immune system function, come on now, right? And lower rates of heart disease, among other health benefits. I'm going to send you over to that article. I'll put the link below so you can read this for yourself. But getting to a place where you are ready to forgive may sometimes seem impossible. Indeed, forgiveness takes a lot of work. You just have to be willing to do that work. So here's the steps that they propose. And, and mind you, I'm taking a really small piece of probably about a five-minute read. So go out and read that article for yourself. Identify the problem, right? Recognize the impact of your behavioral choices. Think about who you really want, who, who you really want to be in a relationship. Identify the cost of choosing not to forgive. Take steps to begin your forgiveness journey. Okay? So I think that, you know, I'm not making this up. Yes, I've personally experienced my own judgment of myself and the health repercussions behind that. And that's why I went to research it, because I didn't want to kill myself. The, the, you know, the way that I started on this journey of creating a system of self-nurturing was because I did not want motherhood to swallow me whole. Um, for those of you who may not know this about me, I have six children, and I gave up my career in corporate America when I fell pregnant with my third child because I had two miscarriages between the first two, who are now 22 and 20, and um, I didn't I didn't want. Well, at that time, it was like I didn't want my job to consume me, so that's why I quit my job. But it it didn't hit me yet, you know what I mean? So when I had my third child, I was like, "Oh, this is great! You know, I'm home with my kids." Da 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 da. Oh my gosh! Like they were four, two, and newborn. It was a lot, right? And I had chosen to homeschool because if I'm going to be a mother, I'm going to be a fully present mother. And I didn't realize the repercussions of my choices. And then I said, wait a minute, the only way out is to allow myself to be a fully present mother. And the only way to be a fully present mother is to pour into me and create a system of self-nurturing. So I had to forgive myself for the judgments that I had made of myself not being a present mother because I was too busy stressing out about being a perfect mother. You know, like any mother that's listening, please let me know that you, you know, whether or not that resonates with you. Have you ever struggled with um, shaming yourself or guilting yourself? Mother guilt is what they call it, right? So when I talk about soul forgiveness, you know, I'm thinking about the iterations throughout my life of where this has shown up. And, I'm grateful that I've gotten better at it over the years and I'm a work in progress. And I believe we all are, but this is your opportunity to, um, to begin that journey, you know? And so no reason to shame yourself. Good morning, Manchur- Manchari. Let me know if I mispronounced your name or not. All right. So I would like to, you know, this is an interactive Show this is why I broadcast live because I want to be in conversation with you about the topics. So every week, yes, you'll see me um, just talking on a topic, and I do want to interact with you. Some weeks I may have a guest co-host, and um, and it'll just be a conversation be- between me and one person, uh, not to be confused with an interview. And then the end of the month, I will have a panel discussion. So. Um, Please do do drop what you um, you know what comes up for you um, in the comments. And like I said, if you're a private person and you don't want to publish your feelings or experiences, I'm here for you. Just connect with me um, on social media. All right, 100 percent have experienced mother guilt. It's <laughs> the worst kind, in my opinion. Yeah, it is, um, and. And we do it because it, it's, I feel like a little bit of a programming, you know, and conditioning. Lori says, absolutely, Cordelia. When I was away from home working, trying to provide as a single mother, I felt guilty about being away from my children. When I decided to work from home, I felt guilty for bringing in less money, right? Oh, oh my God, Nick. Thank you for that. Yeah. And there's father guilt, right? Um, and I'm saying before the pandemic, I believe there was father guilt just as much as there's mother guilt. You know, a lot of people make assumptions, and I, and I certainly did, didn't I, Nick, um, make assumptions that just because, you know, fathers get to travel and, you know, whatever, um, they, don't, they don't have guilt about that. And they do. I mean, in fact, not even just Nick. I've talked to plenty of fathers that talk about that. Um, they're a friend of mine, he lives in Japan and they are allowed to have six month paternity leave. And when he went back to work, oh my God, he's like, I don't get any time with my children. You know, like he's actually having that, um, probably feeling that a lot of mothers have when they go back to work after having a baby. Um, so yeah, a lot of pressures on dads too, because You know, for one thing, the the dads have an extra pressure. You know, like Lori was stating, she was feeling guilty for um, bringing in less money. Fathers have that pressure to always bring in like the same amount of money and the more kids, the more money. And on top of it, the more money sometimes results in them having to be away from their family for longer periods of time. And let's just be easy on ourselves you know let's begin with agreements you you don't have to right do anything you get to provide for your family whether you're a single mother or a father and you can share this thought with your your spouse and your children right or your ex-spouse and that is it's not about the quantity time It's about the quality time. So, the quality of the choices that you make in communicating in between when you're away, when you're together, whatever you're doing, that is the gold. And it's the accumulation of those quality interactions that relieve the stress, that release the guilt. So, Um, I'm going to come back right after this commercial break and, um, Nick just put a really, uh, powerful comment and I will, I'll be right back after this. So for those of you who are listening to this as a podcast, you may not um, know what that, that commercial break was. But like I mentioned earlier, I am now broadcasting um, on the Wake Up With Giants network. And so that was a uh, visual display of what the network uh, covers. And that's over 160,000 uh, networks throughout the world. So let's get back into our conversation on soul forgiveness here. Nick said, one of the things I've been working on is letting go of judgments I have around my ex with paying alimony and child support and providing for myself and still taking care of my kids. There still is a lot that has to occur. And so self-forgiveness is a big thing around this. Um, It's all, it allows room for me to forgive myself over judgments of her and myself. That is so powerful. I, and and I completely resonate with that for, you know, those of you who may be new to me, I recently ended my 20 year marriage. Um, I guess it's been just, it's, it's been almost 18 months. So I i am on the other end of that, right? Of course, I'm the one receiving the alimony and the child support, but I still have my four daughters living with me. So I am also a sole provider for them. And my two sons live with their dad. And, um, you know, it's not always easy. In the beginning, their um, communication hasn't been great. And so beginning with this process of soul forgiveness with myself helps me. To have a better communication and establish higher quality um, interactions with my ex and um, for the elevation of my soul for the elevation of my children and and for him and so this is a very important thing that just has ripple effects through our lives Um, i'm also you know the host of two other podcasts and so in one of my recent interviews with someone, we were talking about how this plays out at this C level. So, you know, if there's anyone out there who may be like a VP at a corporation or even in the C-suite, you know, chief operating officer, CTO, CFO, whatever, CEO. And the when you're not forgiving with yourself, look at that trickle down effect. How is the next level down management um, how are you treating them? Right. How is it affecting the policies in your company? How are, you know, they now treating the next level down? And what is the overall morale of your company? What is the bottom line of your company? Because while I began the show talking about the health benefits of forgiveness, their financial benefits of forgiveness, right? Uh, Nick and I have already discussed about the you know, from the personal perspective, but on a, um, on a corporate perspective, um, oh my goodness, what is her name? Megan, she wrote Color Brave. Um, so Megan, oh my gosh, I'm gonna have to look her up. It's just like, it came randomly, but she's, I believe she's Canadian and she's a, a black woman and she's written a book about the, um, trillion dollar bottom line loss on the corporate level because of um, places where diversity, equity, and inclusion are not um, part of the culture. And so when when you are a compassionate leader, meaning that you begin with forgiveness, then there's no reason to project, i.e. pick a certain faction of your um, staff, women, Uh, people that choose and, you know, that identify with a a gender that you may not uh, resonate with, people who are handicapped, people who are Black, people who are Muslim, people who are Sikh, whatever category you're pulling up, right? Then you make policies and create um, a a problem, you create a, a, a problem, for your company that means because on a human level right while you may be using the oh because that's a woman or that's a black muslim woman like in my case that black muslim muslim woman is your cfo right and yes she has kids and yes a lot of things but when you mistreat someone then it lowers the quality of their work. It it lowers their self-perception. It makes them not feel psychologically safe. And all these words are buzzwords that are thrown around. And it just comes back to something very simple. Whoever you are at home, you can't help but be that person at work, at the grocery store, when you're driving a car, when you're, you know, when you're on the public transportation, whatever it is you're doing, you're going to be that same person. So while, you know, people can say that this is a woo-woo conversation, it's not. This conversation is uh, soul alignment uh, so that you can be the ultimate person you can be. For me, I'm choosing the vibration of joy, so I'm the ultimate joy monger. So Nick, is saying yes, especially in organizations, we often spend more time there than with our families, right? And, and so that's what I'm saying. It points back to the lower quality of self-perception, which is a ripple effect, right? So you have a lower quality of self-perception. You go to a place where you're, you know, this is more conditioning on top of you of this lower quality of um, self-perception. And then you take that back home. When you make people matter, they make your company matter, yeah. And you make more money, right? Because people sometimes, if, if you're not a caring person, it's like, well, what's the benefit of soul forgiveness? What's the business benefit of of uh, compassionate leadership? You make more money. You'll be so much richer. Your bottom line is going to be so much fatter. So just start with soul forgiveness. So, um, you know, any anyone that... Resonates with that who's in the corporate space. Feel free to to put your comments here, whether you're watching now or on the replay. Um, again, I, I had an interesting conversation with a longtime leadership coach, uh, Stephen McGee, and that's what we were talking about. We were talking about love, but it goes. You know, he said the the most loving C-suite people that he worked with, their companies flourished. Their companies do flourish currently for the ones he's working with, you know? And um, so that's what we're exploring this month. Um, I'm. You love Stephen McGee? Yeah, I love Stephen McGee too. He's, he's an amazing human being. And um, so this will be the conversation about soul forgiveness this month. I am going to, again... I, you know, I made some notes because I, I don't, you know, I'm very raw. I don't work off of a script, but I do make notes for myself because there are some points that I want to make sure that I share. Um, Right. I told you I had done research, so I'm going to read one more thing that I found. Um, I believe I'm not really familiar with this website. I don't hang out here a whole lot. I just, you know, it was the number one in the Google search. So their SEO guy is on point. But this website is called soulshepherding.org. And he says, forgiveness is more than a decision. It's a process of praying, sharing feelings with a confidant, and adjusting attitudes. It's like peeling it's like peeling back layers. I'm not sure if you lost me um, because my I don't know what's going on with my uh... anyway. We had a technical blip. Um, It's a process of, let's see, it's like peeling back the layers of an onion to go deeper in God's mercy for others. When we're angry at an offender, we need to realize that forgiveness is not only a gift of mercy for that person, but a healing process for our own self. Forgiveness can lift depression, calm anxiety, cure bitterness, and promote peace and health. So now he also has a seven-step process, which I don't agree with. Um, but I, so I'm not going to share it if it speaks to you to go out to that website, because I believe that I should be in integrity with where I'm getting my information from. Okay. I'm glad you're still here. Um, so that's why I'm giving the references of where I got the information. Um, cause I, that's the thing too, people, uh, when you're not in integrity, that's heavy and, uh, requires lots of forgiveness. So, I am not going to share the rest of what he said, but I will also provide the link for you to go out to that website if you so desire to read it for yourself. It's a full article, and probably that one's more like a seven-minute read. And, and so I'm going to read one more quote that I found. So here in Washington, D.C., there, there's a place called the Meditation Museum, And there's a beautiful woman. I'd like to call her a friend as well, Um, at least on a soul level. I feel like we are very connected. Sister Jenna. And she is the founder of the Meditation Museum. And I've met so many just lovely, soulful people there. And one of the people that I met was Marianne Williamson. Um, And she says this of forgiveness. The first step in forgiveness is the willingness to forgive. If you can state... Despite your resistance, despite your resistance, your willingness to see the spiritual innocence, the light in the soul of one who has harmed you, you have begun the journey to a deep and unshakable peace. Okay, how about that? How, how, are, how are you uh, receiving that? Um, I will also provide that quote uh, for you to see uh, to to read and to uh, replenish your soul with. So I believe that this is a great place to end our conversation today. Like I said, if there's anything that you don't want to share publicly, do feel free to reach out to me on social media. I'm or actually, you know what? I have my website there. So like subscribe, I I send out a weekly newsletter. Sometimes, um, I tend to send it on way to go Wednesday and self-nurturing Saturday, um, or just one of those days, depending on my travel schedule. So subscribe to the newsletter and that way, um, you can always respond to that newsletter and it's me, um, who will respond to whatever you say. Um, whatever you send. So there is a banner scrolling at the bottom which is my website I make life so easy for you guys, right? Is it's cordeliagaffar.com and um, like I said if there's anything that you don't want to share publicly, you know, like commenting underneath this post, then do feel free to subscribe there and reach out to me personally. And um, and we, and we can talk about beginning your journey of soul forgiveness thank you cordelia time spent with you is always a blessing thank you laurie you're you're such a beautiful individual as well and she is also an author and in the tribe of the giants and the smalls so with that that's all for today i'll see you again next week at 10 a.m eastern time and um you're welcome. And as you listen to the outro, just like the intro, this is an agreement that you have with yourself. Until next week, be free. So are you free? Do you own your part in that? Rather than lingering in shame, guilt, and despair, let's see where you can create more freedom, more joy, and replenish from within. Visit me at CordeliaGavar.com and sign up for the five ways to only create joy. Until next week, be free.